Hi, I'm Steve Acuna, your host of the 30-Minute Sage, your source of practical advice to move forward through corporate and life changes. I come to you as a certified professional in change management and life coaching with over 25 years of boots on the ground and leadership experience that spans five corporate industries. This podcast explores the challenges of leading corporate teams through change with the audacious goal to apply techniques and wisdoms that go well beyond the workplace and into daily life. Along the way, I will share my successes and failures, my learnings and my truths as I continue to transcend corporate life and apply my personal mission to raise consciousness that activates the power of our human community. Welcome to the 30-Minute Sage. Now let's get started. Welcome to episode 13, Influencing Highly Driven People. Hey, before we get into the content, let's talk about the format of the podcast. First off, the podcast is casual, so it's more like a conversation. This cuts down on heavy production and helps me to focus on sharing and content. In this episode, I'll share an understanding of the things that matter to highly driven people and how to align your approach and language to work with and influence them for their support. It's my hope that you test these ideas and apply what makes sense to your situation. That process I call finding your inner sage. As always, I'll share a takeaway for each segment so you have something you can reflect on afterwards. Please don't forget to send comments, hit the like button, and share it with others to help promote the podcast. Finally, this podcast is not therapy. These topics can be emotionally charged, and if you're not emotionally okay, please seek the professional assistance you need. Professional therapy has helped me and my family through tough times, so remember, it's okay to not be okay. All right, let's get into our segment. This particular episode is about influencing driven people. And you're probably wondering, what is up with this particular subject? Why this one? Well, you know, in my career and just in life, I've, I've dealt with a lot of driven people, um, which are folks that sometimes uh, put a lot more emphasis on results than people. And that difference is hard for me sometimes because it's kind of visceral. You know, I, I, I'm a people-focused kind of person, but at the same time, I can understand the need for the drive, the profitability, the results, all of those things that are critically important for businesses to stay in business and businesses that stay in business help people as well, right? And so there's a lot of elements there that are about balance points for me. But this particular subject is kind of near and dear to me because it's it's something that actually frames up some areas of focus that I've applied over the years that have been uh, helpful in my ability to influence direction, but most importantly, to also get along with with individuals like this. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize up front because I'm gonna generalize some things and probably take it to the nth degree so that I can characterize what I mean by driven people. I don't want to offend anyone who's driven, by the way. Uh, of course, I can be very driven as well, and I recognize some of those things in myself. But I think it's really important to kind of characterize what this type of individual is like in order to kind of have this particular segment uh, kind of land for you. In fact, this entire episode kind of land for you. So let me start with just a description of, of a person that I met years ago when I was new in my career and working with an industrial psychologist. Um, this was the first real important job that I had, and it was really uh, impactful for me because it was about understanding the differences of behavior in people 
that actually contribute to problems within business. And so what we did is we utilized personality profile assessments to really just understand tendencies of behavior. These are preferences that people have. They're not in, in no way, shape or form are they meant to kind of characterize people and put them in boxes. Um, but it does give some sense of understanding about what people expect when it comes to communications, when it comes to the way that they like to see their work environment and what they're rewarded for. So these are the kinds of things that I worked on uh, for, for a few years that helped me to really identify opportunities to improve teams, uh, to build rapport and dynamics, uh, positive dynamics within teams and organizations, as well as taught me how to do some outside sales. So let me jump into a little bit of a storyline around the outside sales part. I was uh, I was fortunate enough to to get an appointment with a CEO of an engineering company out of the Southwest, and this person uh, happened to utilize one of our personality assessment forms, and it sent it back to me, and uh, so I had it. I did a report on it, and I was fascinated by this person's uh, tendencies their personality traits as they described through that this form right and so what what the person showed up was was a was a a very strong dominating type of personality that really put very little to to no value in the people side of things the friendliness the connections this person was all business from the way they looked on paper and so i was curious about how this person was going to show up when i met them and obviously he was looking for improvements and performance for his business and recognized that he had some work to do or perhaps the organization had some work to do to build and to build out some team development as well as conflict resolution, things like that. So he had something in mind. Uh, he had an agenda. So I started thinking about how I was going to prepare for this meeting and I started to, to, to set some expectations for myself. And what I did is I actually lowered my expectations in order to preserve my personal power. What I mean by that is I didn't put all my eggs in one basket with this particular meeting. I actually set up other ones, uh, other meetings, so that I would essentially have fallback positions if this didn't go well, so that I could build myself back up or protect my my own sanity, you know. Uh, so lowering my expectations was part of my approach to say, well, if I get something with this person, great. If I don't, it's okay. I've got other things I'm doing. And I, and those other things are just as important. So it made it that way for myself and it preserved my um, my confidence and my, uh, it also changed my voice, uh, to basically be a lot more, um, direct as well as, uh, more business minded to focus on other avenues. If this person falls, if it falls through with this person. All right. So that's the first thing I did. The second thing I did was I kind of gamified it. I, what I mean by that is I, I looked at the profile and thought, I wonder how many times this person is going to say something that's about profit or results or, you know, bottom line, very direct words. I thought I'm going to count how many times this person says things and, and see how many times he re references something so direct like that within a single sentence. I just thought that would be fun. So I I'd, I'd gamified it to kind of lighten it up for myself. But there's also a point to that too, which I'll get into segment two, which is about aligning word usage. Uh, and then the third thing I did is I, I, I took a look at what the business has accomplished. 
Um, I also made sure and made note that I was going to look around the office and make note of the things that were accomplished by him as an individual and to find ways to build that into the discussion for rapport building. So I had this thing and I also knew the business. I, I read up on it. I understood it. So I did my homework. So I show up at the place, right? And I show up at the place, uh, prepared with these things in mind. Uh, I go in and uh, it was a really interesting place. It was a beautiful office. Um, it was modern. Uh, it, it felt like I, I, I felt like I was properly dressed. You know, I, I was in, uh, I had a jacket on and I just, I felt like I fit in with the, with the way the vibe was in the whole place. Because uh, it was very nice. But I went into the person's office and the first thing I saw was a bunch of cigar smoke. Uh, so I was like, wow, this is going to be different. And I look over and the individual uh, had a like a like a biker jacket on. And he also had a uh, like this leather beret thing that was just like and, and he was smoking this really smelly, uh, nasty cigar and just kind of blowing smoke all over the place like he really didn't care. And I thought to myself, wow, this is, this is really interesting. I'm going to learn something from this engagement regardless, right? So I thought to myself, well, he, he really didn't care. Like he really did focus on just what he, what his whims were in this situation because he was large and in charge. And it was really indicative of his profile, you know, that, that I had in my hand. So I, I, I stuck to my guns as far as my plan, right? I, I said, okay, I'm going to set my expectation low. If this works out, great. If it doesn't, no sweat. Uh, that changed my voice, confident, direct, and also engaged. The second thing I did, I gamified the situation. I, I, first of all, just complimented him on a couple of things, which is my third point, which is about taking a look at his office and recognizing the awards and uh, kind of the ego-driven types of plaques and things like that, which of, of course are very accomplished. But I also mentioned, you know, that I appreciate his time because I know his time is valuable. And so all these very short statements, I didn't get into like, hey, let me tell you about my weekend or how was your weekend? You know, do you have kids? I noticed that you have a picture here of, uh, of you fishing and didn't get into all that kind of stuff, right? Because it was really about the profile that I was really understanding to be direct and about business. So I jumped right into it. So those three things really kind of set me up for success, a successful conversation. I set my expectations. I gamified the situation in order to lighten it up for my own uh, sanity, but also to help me with segment two, which is about word usage, which we'll get into. And then I looked around to pay attention to what mattered to the individual. And I emphasized the importance of those things, right? So those are the things that I did to create the approach. Oh, and by the way, I did a ton of homework to understand the business. So I didn't ask questions that I should already know answers to, right? That was also part of it. So and that's what I did to kind of set up the approach. And so we'll get into segment two, which will talk a little bit more about your word usage. But before we do that, I want to talk about the takeaway. So here's the takeaway. Driven people are laser focused on what matters for true results and more specifically, their results. When setting up an approach to influence them, first thing, reduce your stress and preserve your personal power by lowering your expectations and expect to play into their ego to build rapport. 
So again, driven people are laser focused on what matters for true results and more specifically their results. When setting up an approach to influence them, first thing, reduce your stress and preserve your personal power by lowering your expectations and expect to play into their ego to build that rapport. Now join me in segment two to learn about aligning word usage so that you can apply your words in a way that actually connects with individuals like this and helps to influence direction. All right, let's get into segment two, aligning word usage. Now in this segment, I'm going to build off of segment one, which is about setting up the approach of how to deal with someone who's really driven, maybe even difficult to, to deal with, maybe not very likable even. But how do you relate to them? How do you work with them? How do you talk with them in a way that helps you to better align yourself to outcomes that you know you'd like to build or a positive relationship that you'd like to at least try to build upon, right? So first things first, I want to kind of go back to some of the things that I used in the last segment I referred to. Uh, one was a personality assessment tool. Um, and I had kind of an advantage in that segment. I talked about this in the segment, but I had an advantage uh, to understand kind of the personality tendencies that this person had before I met them. And I did that through a personality tools and assessment that was used that this person happened to fill in. And so I was able to run a report and I was able to kind of take a look and say, oh, I, I think I understand a little bit more about how this person uh, operates, what makes them tick. Now, you don't need that. You really don't. Uh, what I've come to, to know is this, and this is really important. I, I use this every day. Pay attention to the words that people use when they talk, right? It's as simple as that. We do this every day when we have a conversation with, with others. Um, and what I mean by that is, is think about the words that you identify with when you meet someone or talk to somebody that you like. Uh, they use those kinds of words because they mean something to you. You value them. So you seek them. And when you hear them, there's almost like this commonality. There's this understanding. There's this an appreciation that starts to, starts to get created through this conversation that you're having. Now, with driven people, you'll find that they use driven words. So they're about results. They're about uh, getting to the bottom line. They're about, um, you know, managing their valuable time. All these things that are about purpose, right? Like, why are we wasting time? Why are we not focusing this uh, conversation in this direction? Like, they're looking for those types of commonalities when it comes to this interaction. So when you talk with people... Uh, first thing to do is to listen carefully. And when you hear the words that they use more com you know, most common uh, words that they use, such as, and I'll stick with the driven people, you know, results or profitability, start to explore a little bit more about what those words mean to them. So in other words, when someone says, well, I'm all about profitability, well, you can ask a question to understand a little bit more about how they influence profitability. So uh, tell me a little bit more about how you want to influence profitability and what's not happening that you need to see happen, right? Very driven, very to the point, but it's also utilizing words that they used, right? So this is, the, this is what's important. 
if you want to identify with these individuals, even if you're trying to manufacture some connection point because you're so different, then start to think about the words that you could apply in your own sentences that help them to relate to you as well, right? So again, appropriately use or repeat the words in context, proper context that they use that represent what they value. Now, this can also sound a little inauthentic, right? Like you're manipulating a situation. Well, this is where your own integrity has to step in. You have to want to have a positive relationship with this person. You want to, you're going to need to um, recognize that there's an investment here that needs to be genuine. If it's not genuine and you're kind of playing around or you're manipulating a situation to try to control someone like this, especially driven people or those individuals that are really detailed focused, I, I found can, they can smell a rat. They can, they can tell you, you're just going to come across as disingenuine. There's going to be an issue with trust and they're just not going to know exactly, perhaps they won't know exactly why they don't trust you, but it's not going to feel right for them. So don't, don't risk that. Don't risk that. Be, be authentic about the words that you're going to use to get a better understanding so you could build a more positive relationship. Okay. So you're not going to appease this person by just repeating words, right? Don't do that. Be thoughtful and be intentional, right? So this whole concept about using words and identifying is something that is basically kind of like your internal personality assessment tool. Um, over the years, I've applied this pretty much to every conversation that I have. The results are this. I believe because I'm able to understand those words that are important to individuals, use them in proper context, truthfully and authentically in the way I'm trying to relate to the individual, uh, that I can create situations that are much more comfortable and more comfortable in a quicker fashion uh, when I meet new people. Okay, so they, there's something about that. Now, why I know that is because I've been told that. People feel that uh, there's a degree of comfort or there's a there's an opportunity for them to feel as though they could just tell me stuff that they're not comfortable perhaps telling other people. Uh, this is all with intention because I'm showing integrity, I'm showing truthfulness, but I'm also utilizing words that speak a common understanding of what we're trying to achieve in our conversation. Right. So this brings me to takeaway number two, which I'll build on in takeaway, takeaway number three. Uh, but the takeaway number two is this. Uh, driven people use driven words in their language. Listen carefully for these words and use them authentically yourself to represent your perspective. This will tune you in to a common understanding, which starts a mutual vision of the purpose of your relationship. So again, driven people use driven words in their language. Listen carefully for these words and use them authentically yourself to represent your perspective. This will tune you in to a common understanding, which starts a mutual vision of the purpose of your relationship. Now, in the next segment, I want to build upon this concept in a way that helps you to expand it uh, for other personality types uh, in ways that help you to become more accustomed to making people comfortable so that you can relate to more people and you can build better outcomes with those relationships that you're cultivating.
All right, let's get into segment three, maintaining alignment. Now, in segment two, we talked about word usage and aligning words that others use in order to relate to and to cultivate some common understandings, um, some common approaches, ways of thinking that can actually bridge uh, between you know you and someone who might be very different from you, right? Uh, in this segment, I want to talk about a couple of things that are that are related to that, but build upon it as well. The first is about reclaiming personal power. What that, why that's even in the title of the episode, you know, when it comes to this particular subject matter. Well, with a good intention of understanding others and finding ways to relate uh, so that communication is smoother, you are gaining a new power. You're also perhaps even cultivating a power that you already have because you're adding additional intention to something that you might already be good at. So reclaiming power is about the recognition of this opportunity to connect with people in a different way. And in this episode, we're talking about words. We're talking about, you know, how people express themselves to show what's important to them, what they're seeking, what they're hoping to hear from you as well and connect with you on, right? So that's that's a critically important point here I'm trying to raise is because the power is really in that connection point and your intention uh, to focus on that connection. Okay. Now we talk about the driven people as really kind of the focus of this episode. Let's go beyond that for a minute. Let's talk a little bit about different types of per- personalities and individuals. Now, the driven one, I think you've got you got that one down. We've talked about that one for a couple of episodes now already. But now there's other areas though. And what I've also recognized too is that a lot of personality assessments focus on four of them, four different types of personalities. There's obviously the driven one, which we've talked about. There's also the socially sensitive type of individual, which is really about the relationships and connecting with people and uh, those individuals that like to be around people. Um, they feel uh, that status is also something that's important, you know, and how they're liked around uh, by other people. So that socially focused group is, is another one out there. Um, and words that they use tend to be about teamwork. Um, they can be about status. They can be about uh, connection. Um, they can be about getting together. Uh, they use we a lot when it comes to uh, discussions and, and conversations, right? So those are the types of individuals that are another factor, another part of this segment that you can apply the same kind of principles to when it comes to word usage. The, the third one is about individuals that are super detailed, uh, very fact-driven, very scientific. Um, individuals that really don't believe uh, until they see it, until they, if they can touch it, they can see it, they believe it, right? That's the kind of individual that really is about the facts and making sure that you know everything kind of uh, checks out. Uh, these individuals can use words that are really about data. You know, uh, they will use words like facts. Uh, they will also use some words that are similar to the driven words, where it's about you know results based on facts or what I see is what I know or what I or what I what I recognize from other experts is what I use uh, for my decision making. Right, those kinds of things. Uh, and then the last one is really individuals that I believe are really much more about family. These individuals really like to see some predictability. They're the they're kind of the steady 
um, you know, predictable types of individuals that just are always going to be, you know, they're, they're the ones that they're on time. They get stuff done. Everything is moving forward. It may not be moving super, super fast, but it's consistent. And these individuals can oftentimes see their family, um, and that see actually their teams as being like family and their commitment to loyalty and, uh, their, their genuine nature is something that's just really, um, they're like the, the salt of the earth, if you will, types of individuals. And words that they use are about stability. Sometimes predictability is another one. You know, um, there's this whole notion that perhaps change isn't something that they may, uh, may uh, really kind of align to very much, especially quick change. I mean, no, none of us really like immediate change. Sometimes, even if uh, we get over it quickly, it's not it's 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 uh, it's not always easy to handle. But in these individuals, you know, that predictable nature, the the family focus, the the orientation towards you know a team environment where everyone is is very balanced and um, moving forward with peace and and balance is really important to these individuals and they'll use those types of words, right? So why I bring these up? Well, let's take this to another level. It's not always about the words they use. Uh, it's also about the words they don't use. So if we use an example of the social individual who's focused on, you know, the connection with people, um, you know, could you go so far as to say that, uh, their fear by, by focusing on those words in those, that direction, their fear is about the disconnection, right? Their fear could also be about not relating to other people or to be alone, uh, not belonging, right? Those types of fears, uh, are really what's being, uh, shown by the the use of the opposite words, which is about connecting. It's about being together. It's about the we aspect of things, right? When it comes to others, such as uh, those that are much more focused on data, you know, the facts really kind of create almost like a provability, like making sure that things are right. So could you go so far as to say that perhaps those individuals are afraid of being wrong, uh, that the facts are not going to uh, tie out what they are looking for or needing because, or perhaps their decisions are not tying out because they don't have all the facts, right? So the use of the words around data and providing information and details is really important to them to reduce the fear of making perhaps a mistake. Uh, another one that we talked about is, is the family focused, you know, perhaps predictability and teamwork and consistency. Well, those types of words are really important to those individuals. So could you go so far as to say that quick twitch, uh, kind of changes and uh, some changes that are really haphazardly planned could create a lot of disruption for these individuals to the point where they, they might not want to do or might revolt against uh, an approach because it is disrupting their stability. And of course, the driven uh, individuals that we talked about in the previous segments focused on results, getting, getting things done. Uh, could you go so far as to say that the fears are about failure, right? So 
why I'm getting to this uh, fear concept is that you can apply the words also to remove, reduce, uh, and reduce fears that actually create positive outcomes with your interactions of different personalities. So it's not just about the words people use. It's also about the words they don't use, right? So this concept is really important. It's kind of takes, it takes the other segments to another level. So test this, you know, listen carefully, use the, and use and apply what I talked about in in all three segments here to really understand how you can impact things in a positive way when it comes to building relationships and to having great conversations that are productive, that are optimized. Now, keep in mind, we're not always going to get along with everybody, but can you try to optimize the interactions so that you're getting the most and the best out of every interaction, even if you're not going to invite the person to dinner sometime or, you know, to, to, um, to go and grab coffee or, or what have you. It's still a more optimal interaction if you take these things into consideration and it allows you to build some new personal power in the way to manage circumstances. So you, you're yourself don't lose energy over these interactions. So this brings me to takeaway number three, which is this. When you apply truthful words and solutions that remove fear, you cultivate positive outcomes that become sources of influence, loyalty, and healing. So again, when you apply truthful words and solutions that remove fear, You cultivate positive outcomes that become sources of influence, loyalty, and healing. All right, let's go ahead and do a summary of this episode. In segment one, the approach, I talked about setting realistic goals for your interactions with driven people, how to reduce your own anxiety, and how to build rapport when exercising your influence. The takeaway was, driven people are laser-focused on what matters for the results, and more specifically, their results. When setting up an approach to influence them, first thing, reduce your stress and preserve your personal power by lowering your expectations and expect to play into their ego to build rapport. In segment two, aligning word usage, I discussed attentive listening skills that identify, relate, and use common words that resonate with people that have a driven personality. This concept helps you to sharpen your abilities to gain trust as you apply this approach with integrity and truth. The takeaway was, driven people use driven words in their language. Listen carefully for these words and use them authentically yourself to represent your perspective. This will tune you into a common understanding, which starts a mutual vision of the purpose of your relationship. And finally, in segment three, maintaining alignment, I expanded the concept of word usage for influencing to not only driven personality types, but also three others, the socially driven, the data driven, and the family driven types of individuals, and how the avoidance of fear plays a role in this model. The takeaway was, when you apply truthful words and solutions that remove fear, you cultivate positive outcomes that become sources of influence, loyalty, and healing. 
Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to you joining me next time.